All right. Uh, we'll do intro. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Welcome to the first episode of the Side Eye. I'm Robert Brown, along with Kay Clark. Hey, Clark, man, we are happy to be here. It is June 10th, 2021, the day before my birthday, and this is a gift we're giving y'all. Um, just a little intro, a little, little background information. Kevin came up with this idea. I honestly was hesitant to do it because I've done a podcast before, and um, if it's not, if it doesn't feel like work, I'm interested in it, and this doesn't feel like work, the idea Kevin gave me. Um, we came, we brainstormed, we sat down, we thought about it. So uh, here we are. And uh, yeah, we're ready to get this thing rolling. Yeah, well, I guess our first topic, we start from kind of a uh, controversial note, maybe for some folks. Uh, we were talking about this before we started the idea for the podcast. That's kind of what set it off. Um, basically, that the question for our debut episode is, does Beyonce need a flop to stay relevant? Ooh, boy, people cutting it off. I, 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 can hear y'all, I can hear y'all cutting it off now. Um, and, and this is something that we had just, it was just a casual conversation. Me and Kevin, we, we have interest in pop culture, music. Uh, Kevin is a little more uh, into the, he's better, he's the better researcher than me. Uh, Kevin does his due diligence as far as reading the memoirs, the articles, the cover stories. I, I was like that once, but I kind of don't care anymore. I'm kind of more <laughs> of a casual, more of a casual fan now. But I still, I mean, if I was there, I remember it more. But um, Kevin's more so the the uh, intellectual of the the arts than I am. Or just interested, interested in, in the in the, in the dirt. <laughs> you right. know, that, that's you. <laughs> so, yeah. So we were just talking, and it was like, man, um, just just from just studying Beyonce, who. We are both fans of, like, we're not haters of Beyonce at all. Um, I, think she's, I think she's one of the greatest entertainers of all time. Uh, she can do it all. She, the girl can sing. If you, if you say Beyonce can't sing, I just, I don't want to listen to anything else she got to say. She, the woman can sing. Uh, the, the, the catalog, the catalog is there. Now, um, if you're one of the people... If you're one of the people who question her catalog, uh, I won't argue with you because I think it's the work is there. So I mean, that's just all about taste at that point. But Beyonce is peerless right now, uh, and being peerless has its disadvantages. So I, the last few body of works outside of Lemonade, uh, what Black is not not Black is King, the Lion King soundtrack. Yeah, a lot over those because. Like a scene came from Lion King soundtrack. I think okay. I was like, yeah, that's right. like a visual album that went with it. So yeah, right, right. The visual album and uh, the Lion King soundtrack and Black Parade. And honestly, all three, I'm kind of like. Well, I think like we were <laughs> we were talking about before the show. Uh, it's like, um, like you divide a career, a solo career anyway. Like the first few albums, you know, Dancing in Love, uh, B Day, and then um, I Am Sasha Fierce were very much like geared towards radio and getting the hits and, and being a commercial success and all that. But then from like four on, it's like she made a point of being like, well, I'm not trying to get radio hits to get the big chart hits, things like that. It's like I'm going for something else. And so with four, she really made a leap of saying like, I'm going against the grain. Cause if you watched uh, Life is But a Dream, she talked about that. She was talking about like, I'm gonna go against the grain. I'm gonna have, you know, 
backing vocals and, and full harmonies and a lot of instrumentation all stuff is not happening with r&b right now i'm just gonna go to the left with it you know and then with the uh, self-titled you know of course that was the infamous or whatever famous uh no promotion just dropped the album and everybody went crazy and then you know so that changed the game that way and it changed the sense because the album was more what was happening in R&B in terms of the, the modern sound, but also her being more explicit as far as the sexual content. Uh, and then, you, of course, she had Lemonade, which is like the, the grand statement about not just her own interpersonal life, but also about just like Black women in general, particularly like in the U.S. or in the South. So, and I think the thing now is like in the past five years, to me, um, you know, Beachella and Black is King and the Lion King soundtrack is like they all been kind of riffs on that theme that she started with Lemonade with the you know. Oh, uh, and everything is love. And everything is love. Yeah, I forgot, but like, yeah, the end of the trilogy. Yeah. Uh, like the, the the Yoruba mythology, uh, the whole um, after futurism, you know, magical realism things. She all that stuff is still kind of bit in the same vein with all these other projects. She hasn't really like made a huge one eighty turn since lemonade in my opinion you know so yeah and i and i kind of share some of that same sentiment i i think it's a good step for her because she is older um she to, it's certain things that she can do to me it's certain things that she can can't do to me it's certain things that make her feel like the auntie like uh the the meg the stallion savage remix to me this is just my opinion it kind of sounds forced, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the gang, 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 you know, like, it's, it's cool. Like, she 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 did her thing on that. Like, it was cool, but was, she, was it necessary? Was it needed? No. Um, and, and then sometimes she has her moments with the rapping thing where it can get a little like, okay, like, I, we, it's, it's fun. I get it, but it's like, whoa, like. <laughs> um, I didn't mind, down. I didn't mind the Savage Remix because uh, it, it, seemed, it seemed, seemed to fit her I feel what she was doing and you know i didn't it wasn't a problem for me not as much of a problem as like uh what was that top off with uh oh with the kelly oh yeah, yeah, yeah i forgot yeah, about yeah that. i didn't like that one yeah i wasn't a fan of that. yeah that was awful yeah that, was, that wasn't a good one and then black parade black parade <laughs> is the worst beyonce single i've ever heard like it's not a good song if anyone that does say it's a good song you are just being a stand and then that and and that part of the conversation me and kevin had off off uh the record it's kind of what brought us here because I said her fans will never admit that she, well, now, because back then, one of the popular opinions then, like in 2008, was that even though I Am Sasha Chris was so big, there was a lot of people that said, mm, I don't like this more than B-Day or I don't like this more than Dangerously in Love. Well, I remember at the time, I, was, I just kind of, I, remember, I wrote a Facebook note at the time, you know, aging myself, but uh, is I, 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 I just remember saying I was burnt out, you know, just, I, need, I just needed a break, because it was like, you think about it, like, Destiny's Child up to like 03, then 03 was Dangerously in Love, then 04 was the last Destiny's Child album, 05 was like a couple of soundtrack songs and like Pink Panther, whatever, and 06 mm-hmm. was like Dream Girls, plus the B-Day. Uh, plus B-Day, too old for B Day, the Beyonce experience. Then 08, is, and then episode nine is like you know I'm just I'm just you know I'm, I'm I, I still love the music and then I was just, just worn down. <laughs> and I think I she think was. She was I think she was. Too. I think she was worn down too. I think she. Took, I remember in the in the promo for four, she said I need to take a break and really kind of figure out what mm-hmm. what a real life felt like, you know. Um, so yeah, I think it's definitely it was a case of that. And in terms of like her, her 
Black Parade, like I said, uh, it was catchy, but the thing about it, and this is kind of what sparked the discussion too, is that it happened, but it didn't happen. Like, if you compare like, the impact as far as that song to uh, her last big single before that, Before I Let Go, you know, the Frankie, the Frankie Beverly Mays cover, like, I remember hearing that song everywhere that summer. Like, any, any like, little cookout event or, like, little brunch or whatever, any events people had, like, getting, getting together and it was, it was a line dance happening, that was happening. Like, Parade, of course, it was 2020, so, I mean, that's, you know, asterisks, I'll, I'll give it that. But 2020, you know, not so much. I didn't see anything online, I didn't see anything, I didn't, nothing happened with it, really. Right. And even with the Astra, because Savage Remix, what, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Savage Remix is 2020, right? Yeah, it's true. And that, and that took off, you know, I, I, and it honestly, it took off because Meg, I mean, with the song, TikTok made the song big, and then Beyonce jumped on it, which was a good move, and they both from Houston, so it was it was overdue almost, because, you yeah. know, Megan been a Megan been a star since, what, 2018 now? Yes, yeah, come-ups. She, she, yeah, had to, yeah. she, had to, she had to climb the ranks like a uh, Mortal Kombat. So right. On top first, so. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, so yeah, it's only right that they they do a song together. But it's like Black Parade, like you said, it happened. But it's like the only people that remember Black Parade are Beyonce uh, stands, and then everybody is kind of like, oh, okay. Mm. Black Parade right now, I wouldn't know what it was until I remember anything other than not liking it. <laughs> That's it. And that's my thing. I'm I'm like, is she at the point in her career now where she can just put out anything and her fans are gobbling it up and it'll still be like, oh, Beyonce run this? Or is it now to the point to where are they are they going to be bold enough to be like, what you doing, sis? Or like, this ain't it. Yeah. OK, so let's lay out, lay out, lay out our, uh, our points of view. So my point of view is, is that she can have a flop. And she, in, in my point of view, she needs a flop, in a way, to, in a way, in a perverse way, to stay relevant. So you lay out your uh, argument. <laughs> okay, I don't think, I think she's too big to fail at this point. Like she, Beyonce is a brand. Like she's like Amazon. She's like uh, Coke. She is like any other IP right now. And I just think she cannot fail. And her fans are too loyal, too blind, too led astray to ever <laughs> be like, oh, that's not good. Like, they're not going to say it. Like, I just don't, I don't, they, and if they did feel like that, they would never post it online. You know, I feel like they would just be like, oh, you know, well, it, uh, this will, this is enough. You know, it's been five years since Lemonade, so this will do. They, they'll take scraps at this point. Oh, yeah. And see, to me, I feel like, I don't feel like anybody's too big to fail. And just FYI, I'm a big Madonna fan. It's gonna be a lot of Madonna on this podcast. Just you know, if you if you're not with the bad with it, if not, then you know it's always the the uh, stop button. <laughs> um, but to me, you know, every if you go through the, the annals of uh, pop history, particularly with female artists, like every diva has a flop or a backlash or both. Now, in the case of Madonna, the first big backlash, like. From 83 to 91, in terms of music, she was untouchable. You get to 90, late 91, True to the Ice comes out, spring of 91. You know, this like the backlash, the backlash is brewing because she does a whole, a whole bunch of interviews. She's like really everybody's face that whole year. And, and people saw the kind of like turn on her a bit, but not quite. Then they really started turning her around on the sex book time. Because when sex book came out, then the Iraqa album came out, and then, her, then the movie came out, you know, Body of Evidence, which was, which was trash because, you know, movies ain't all that. But uh, so, but uh, 
those things things happen together and then it really is like the first big backlash of her career because she had had controversy before that but this was the first one that was like really sustained and she couldn't really control and so that impacted the record sales they impacted the tour because of that tour she was on it was good it's a great show the girlish show but she only went she only went to like four or five dates in the u.s everything else was like in europe or maybe like mexico australia you know which you know compared to the tours before that she was always in the united states pretty heavily so i say all that say they impacted her career but in a, in, a, in a strange sense that put her in the underdog position to where people maybe that, that weren't necessarily rooting for her rooting for her or like maybe just got used to her always being successful or certainly like paying attention in the way that maybe they maybe they wouldn't have had the album been successful as the ones before that and so, and then you, with other people, you go down the list, Janet, of course, Super Bowl was obviously obvious example. Um, you talk about, you know, Sharon had 50-11 comebacks over, over her decades, her long career. Um, you talk about Diana Ross having like a period where things slowed down commercially, same with Aretha, Dion, Mariah, Mariah with Glitter and, 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 you know, everything else. So every, every great diva has a, has, has a moment where she's down, basically. And Beyonce has, has been, only way I can think about it is she has been relentlessly successful since 03. 970 if you want to count Destiny's Child. And so yeah, even even her missteps, like okay, uh, obsessed. That wasn't a great movie, but now you look at it, it's almost like a cult classic. Like her fans remember it, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's, you know, it, you know, nobody nobody just references that movie, mm. but even it even it's 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 protected almost. Uh you think about um Carmen, a hip hopper. That's almost swiped from reality. It's like it's like it no, never no. happened. Out of on the, yeah, out exactly. Of on the, out of on the go. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of that. It's like all the stuff that maybe you could consider an L doesn't really matter at this point because it's just like it's been forgotten almost. And, and then she's kept doing so much stuff. Right. Well, I mean, for me, I'm, I'm thinking in terms of music because that's primarily what she's known for. Because I mean, she's acted in, of course, Dreamgirls and maybe Cali Records or maybe stronger performances because she was plus they were musical music based. So, you know, but I, her mirror, I guess, I think of first too as, as a musical artist. But yeah, but I think in terms of like the musical stuff, like I said, she's pretty much always been successful. I mean, even with uh, four, didn't do quite as well commercially as the previous three albums, but I think she overcame it by one. She kind of led. She kind of led that. She had hit off the past by saying, "You know, I know I'm going against the grain and what's popular, but I'm just doing what I feel." So she kind of hit off that criticism for right. that. That it was a flop by saying that. And also that album, you know, you had. I, I wasn't. I wasn't a big fan a of big running. Moment. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of running the world. But the other thing was like uh, countdown. You know, great song. Love on top, of course. Mm-hmm. Party. Cook, cook, party. Both both cookout classics. So I mean, you know, she had that. Mm-hmm. So, so that kind of kept her. Kept her still like in, in the end of the conversation um but i i do think she can flop and i but i think we have to redefine what a flop means because back you know back in the day or back you know when we were uh kids teenagers a flop meant you know the album came out in sale it didn't you know it didn't go platinum didn't go gold it's flop no no nothing at the radio nothing happened it's flop but nowadays of course because of streaming and, and how things work and how about people trending are, yeah the people don't really buy music in the same way anymore so i think you have to redefine what a flop is i think a, a, a flop would mean it comes out and it has no impact like no means and that, no, right. no, no and that no, was black parade right no means on tiktok dances no uh quotes in insecure wherever yeah. or another like like yeah <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't make an impact on the culture at all you know that right. would that would be to me a flop and i think it's possible 
just both because well, I mean mentioned about the past, you know, divas, but also just because, like you said, age. So because at this point, like she's about to she should be forty this year, which is still young, but in terms of pop culture, that's you know you're getting up there. But um, mm-hmm. so but now you got a whole new generation because it's happened again. Mission of the divas it happened with Janet, happened with Whitney, where you know the generation shifts. You know. Uh, where now you may have the Gen Z kids like like they respect her, but they haven't been on the same journey with her that we've been on. Like they don't remember mm-hmm. watching they don't remember watching the uh, no 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 video remix, you know, in fifth grade or whatever, or they didn't see in Survivor and then see Independent Women and then mm-hmm. you know seeing the say first, my name just say, say my, my name, name controversy right oh yeah right yeah <laughs> <laughs> she felt she was gone talking about Farrah. um. <laughs> Uh, or they don't remember like trying to learn choreography to, to uh, you know, crazy in love, or just uh, you know all the moments that happened over all this uh, over a career that we've been here for, and, and and pretty much growing up with her. With you know they weren't there for that, so they may respect it, but they, they just can't identify it because they didn't live through it. You know, mm-hmm. so, so, they, so they may so they, so they may that's their shift into maybe identify more with like a Scissor or a Doja Cat or like a Summer Walker or even like Megan Stallion or whoever because that's closer to their age. They they live they're living through the same things with them. Like be lifted with her, you know, right? And we're not trying to put these artists against each other or, or put them against Beyonce, but it's just that's just natural though with time. Like it's like if Drake drop a new album and Jay Z drop an album, you know, Gen, Gen X and our generation, um, they're gonna gravitate towards the Jay Z a little bit more than the Drake. But I mean, even us. You know, we're, we're we're I mean we're Drake's peers. We're like in the same like Drake is like maybe a year older than us. So you know, it's like it's going to be more of a kind of like you know, the younger people probably go towards Drake than Jay Z because Jay Z is like a, what a fifty year old man. I mean, he mm-hmm. still has he still has his um uh, prominence in hip hop right now. He's still an artist that younger people might listen to, but they're not fiending for no Jay Z album. Right, like, it's, it's like grown man rap they call it now. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, golf cart rap. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> they're not <laughs> yeah, they're not fiending for that, that. Um, financial aid rap. They're not that. Um, you know, black enterprise rap. They're not looking. They're not craving that. You know, especially because if it's like if it's in the same vein of four forty four, nobody nineteen want to hear that talking about some. You know. Uh, Family, you know, family, you know, family values, and then you know, invest, and nobody want to hear that. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's a different headspace. So yeah, but mm-hmm. I, feel, I, I feel like I mean, stands are stands, but like, it's like at a certain point you can't ignore, you can't re- ignore reality so much. Like, you know, it's it's just, it's you know, if if something comes out and it don't quite do what it you would expect it to, and then you know it's like, I don't, of course, with the internet, it's, it's easy to kind of live in the echo chamber. But like, you know, if the album, if the single not doing well, it ain't doing well. If it ain't streaming, it's not streaming. Like, it's, it's still some some metric to measure by, so what people could be like, you know, yeah, she came out with it, but it's not like it's not hitting the way Lemonade hit, or it's like you know people aren't talking about it. They talked about self title Like, it, you know, it's just. It's only so much you can ignore reality until you like, you know, even with even with the stands, you know. Uh, that's, a, that's another thing, though. It, it, is there pressure on her to drop an album that's as good or better than Lemonade? Like, is the bar too high now? Oh, uh, I don't know because I mean, it, and maybe it could, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Because I don't, we were talking about this again before the show. Is like, you know, I I hate. 
the term gets overused so much nowadays, but like lemonade was genuinely like, like an iconic moment. Like, like it's, it's very hard now to get everybody to stop for one second and look at something more than once, you know? Because you know, everything's so fractured now between all the streaming channels and all the you know streaming services and different artists, you can really just get lost in your own niche. But that's that's one of the few moments in modern times where you could just stop. Everybody was like aware of it. Like Beyonce has something coming out, you know, let's watch. Yeah. So that was generally iconic. And the same thing with with uh, Beachella. I mean, you had you know New York Times and CNN writing articles about how this would be remembered like you know decades from now and all that stuff. You know another iconic moment same with the self-titled like everybody's doing surprise albums now even that she wasn't exactly the first but she was the first major major artist at like at a high point of her career to do it you know so even for even for had that moment when she was at the vmas and she did love on top and then she revealed the baby bump. yeah right right yeah every album's had like an event attached to it you know even like not to use another divas inside of them but with janet like every album every album up until uh, to me, the Joe in a way was an event because control, not counting the first two albums, Dreaming Street and uh, the other one. Like, I, think, I, can't, I, can't, I can't think of it. Um, but control was like her breaking away from Joe and you know, be, going out her own. And then Revelation was like the socially conscious statement. And then um, Janet was a sexual liberation statement. Then Velvet Rope was like her battle with depression and and sort of working out her own inner demons. And then Off You was like the, was like the right post divorce album. But then to me, the Joe. Other than the Super Bowl, you know, it was pretty much like a standard standard album. Even even at the time, I read, I saw some interview with uh Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, where she was like, she came in. He, he said she came in. She was like, you know, I don't want to write something. Y'all write a song, and then he was just like, well, why are we here? <laughs> you know, so that lets you know. But she just said it wasn't there in the same headspace, like, you know, come with something that was really uh, deeply deeply personal. Not saying that she wasn't in, interested at all in music, but it doesn't it doesn't have the same focus maybe as the previous ones that I just talked about. So you know. Mm-hmm. Do you do you want to hear a Beyonce album right now? Um yeah I do I guess I, I do if if it's gonna be something like like something like Lemonade in the sense that it's something that if feels like she had to do. Like I don't want a Beyonce album that's like attached to like new parkwood stuff, you know. Like I, I don't want something. <laughs> I don't want something that feels like a brand statement or like brand maintenance, you know. Mm. If, it, if it's a new album, I want it to be something that is feels like it, it came from a genuine place. Like Lemonade, feel like it can't even with all the stuff attached to it with Becky with the good hair and blah blah blah. It's like if it's not like it came from like a real place that she had to do that album and she had to do self titled. And then she and she had to make it four because I was like breaking from her dad and and trying and really trying to like figure out who I who am I as like an adult performer in this next phase of my life. You know, it's like it it it's, it should mean something beyond just maintaining the brand. Because if it's about maintaining right, the brand, right. then, then I don't need to hear it. <laughs> right, I feel the same way. Um, and I feel like this has been the problem for me with the last few projects. Like I feel like uh, the Lion King project. It was it. She she was coming from a good place, but it was more so about the brand as well. Because one, she was in the movie. Then two, you know, uh, it was about that time for an album. And then it just I don't know. I didn't I, I didn't connect with that project at all. I've only listened to it once. I got no desire to go back to it. I don't even have a favorite song from that project. Okay. You know, um, everything is love. I didn't hate it. I like some of it. Was it necessary? No. 
but it was they did it because it was the it was the trilogy mm-hmm. from for Lemonade, Four Forty Four, and then Everything Is Love was like the small song. It was like you know, mm-hmm. this is it. It was like a victory lap to me. It was just like you know we you right know, did your thing and did my thing. Let me back together. Let's just let's, let's cap it off with this. You know. Yeah, and, and from an artistic perspective, I respect the what they did using the pain to inspire the art and all that. But I just I just don't like the branding that they are now. Like the whole uh, uh, black. It's like the black excellence. Look, even though against all odds, you know we hear and it's. I get the sem- the semblance of it. Like it's, it's it's nice to see, you know, um, you know the, what the black family, all that jazz, blah blah blah. But I, I don't need it. It just feels not like a gimmick. But I don't. I don't. This doesn't. I'm, I'm tired of that chapter now. I'm exhausted <laughs> from it. Like, well, right? I mean, well, I think it's. I think it's. She's more attached to it, maybe a little bit more so than he is, because you know he's been king of the LLC niggas since '98. So I mean, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I think, but. I definitely, I mean, I think he, I think it's definitely a shift for him too, in terms of like, because to me, 444 was like, I mean, it probably was about what happened between them, but also it was like, it was like him deconstructing his own myth. Because like the first track is like, what is it, Kill Jay Z, pretty much? Is that the first, yes, I think it's the first track, isn't it? On uh, 444. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it's like him basically breaking down his own myth, because like, you know, kind of Jay Z we grew up with, it was like, you know, I'm in charge. I'm master everything. I, I survey. I'm I'm the smartest. I'm the best. I'm this. I'm that. I'm out to do this. Now it's like he's almost. He was almost like looking back and said, "Okay, I did all that, and it wasn't. All, it wasn't. It's not all it's cracked up to be." Right. Look what I'm sacrificing. You know, right. I'm I'm ruining my marriage. You know, I'm not being the best father. You know, I'm not taking care of my responsibilities. Yeah. So that was that was the vulnerability of 444, which made people appreciate that album. Right. Even though people feel like it was forced, but you know that's another uh, conversation for a day. And I think, I think they honestly, I, I mean, we'll never hear them say, it, but we, I feel like they both sat down and went over where they wanted to go with the next projects. And I think it just came together like that because it just feels they're they're, they're very savvy as far as like media perception goes and the things they let us know. So mm-hmm. there's no way they made those. Because I remember when Lemonade came out and everybody thought like, oh, Beyonce, like, I think by the time you saw Sorry, it was like, oh, she's going to leave that day. <laughs> like, oh, they the boys. And then you see Sandcastle, he at the foot of the bed. So it was like, oh, he did, <laughs> don't it? Like, oh. like, I wanted to cut it off after that. But, you know, uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think I definitely, definitely are definitely savvy. And I, I, I didn't, because I watched his interview with the, uh, the New York Times where he was saying like, like the, the guy, I think it's, I think it was, um, what's the guy name from Harvard? Uh, Harvard professor. I think Louis Gates, I think was interviewing him, but maybe not, maybe it, was uh, somebody, maybe it was somebody else. I can't remember. But the guy that journalist asked him, um, you know, do you, were you aware of what she was recording when she was recording Lumina? He was like, no, she'd already started a project, which I, I, don't, I don't totally believe that. Cause I mean, like if y'all were really going through it, then Somehow that's gonna bleed over somehow into the into the day they're coming home. And be like, what you working on? Don't worry about working on. <laughs> you know, what I mean? oh, like just like it's like it's, it's gonna it's like it's gonna come in somehow. Like you know, she's some maybe after she finished it, she came and y'all had like a conversation, like uh, and like sat down, like you know, okay, like, what what can I expect before I go out and this comes out? Maybe that maybe that conversation happened, which I can get just in terms of like just wherever they were in their, in their relationship at the time but to say you didn't know what she was recording i don't totally right buy it. i don't buy it yeah, yeah like i said these, these people are brands man and they 
they only share so much with us. Like they don't even give interviews. Like even their interviews are structured and um, set up to a point to where they have a control over it. You know, they 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 lead the conversation. So I just don't buy the fact that say she went and made this album about you know all this pain, all this because it's like like to say Lemonade is just about the divorce kind of diminishes it. It's mm. deeper than just Jay Z yeah. and all that. But you can't say that's not a part of the album because that's that's the that's the part that got us in. Like yeah, it's just you know, too um, right, right. Hold up, you know, when you heard hold up, you're like, whoa, what's going on? You know, and then you know, you get to sorry. That's when the antennas really go up and they don't hurt yourself. You're like, whoa, you like Yeah. So it's calculated for sure. Yeah, which I'm surprised at the time that that album didn't get compared to um Strength from a Woman from Mary J. Blige because they came out around the same time, like maybe like six months apart, maybe. Because like you think because Lemonade's thing as far as the relationship goes is like just basically saying, yeah, he stepped out or he he did something or he cheated or whatever. But in the end, we reconciled and I came back. Whereas Mary's like that nigga cheated and I left. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm surprised they didn't get compared as far as the two albums in terms of like, yeah. I don't think nobody listen. I don't think enough people listen to that Mary album. They should have. Because I mean, I mean, it was probably one of her better ones in like the last four or five years. Or, but anyway, because when you listen, to that, I was like, man, I was like, what? But you, you that's, a, that's that's another thing. That's that's the and that's another thing we talk about. Um, an album doesn't necessarily like sales and mm-hmm. uh, how how the single do all that stuff is irrelevant now. It's all about trending and like how many people are talking about it online mm-hmm. and. That Mary album, I, I mean, we, me and you both know Mary got her fans. I like all the, all the, like the, the, the girls, the girls that love Beyonce now. Mary got her own, like you, if you, yeah, yeah. Gen X ladies, we know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we know that, but like I, I, forgot, I didn't even when you said it, I was like, Mary did what? And you know, and then when you mentioned, <laughs> when you mentioned lemonade, everybody goes back to that moment, you know, that the 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 tweet live tweeting, you know, it was like you said, it was like one of the few times where everybody sat down and watched one thing and talked about it all the same time. It was like the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I, the, can she do that again? I'm like, I mean, people would tune in if she said that, but it, I don't know if it would be the same because even with Black is King, I honestly, I, I still haven't even finished it. Oh, yeah. Like, it just, yeah, it just wasn't, it just didn't. I just went ahead. I'm, I'm not gonna say I wasn't entertained, but I like. I think something. My phone went off, or something came up, and I just left. And I I never went back to it. I never finished it. But Lemonade, I sat there and watched that whole thing from start to finish. Maybe it could be. Now nah, I was thinking about it. Maybe it could be a bit of like a piece of like fatigue in a way. Because like you think about oh, it. Because yeah. like because because like for self-titled visual album for every song, Lemonade visual for every song. Big this big grand vision. Same thing with Blackest King. Same with Beach Hill. It's like. Everything keeps getting larger and larger and larger and larger, and maybe that's why it's like okay, like it, maybe it's a little bit of fatigue setting in as far as like it's so much coming at you where it's like you know, goddamn, mm-hmm. what is where the song at? You know, but, but uh, so so maybe it's like she take the opposite attack and, just, and they they come back and just be just be simple, like no elaborate right. visual album top to bottom, just like here's the album, here's new songs, take it. Yeah, yeah, and you know what. I like that. I like that. I think she should do something like like a classic rollout. Like I'm not saying you have to uh, pop up on Good Morning America mm. and do the whole song and dance like, oh, I got an album coming out. You know, no, you don't have to do that. But mm. just if she dropped a, a teaser today, like just a picture, and it had a date, 
Mm. I'm cool with that, you yeah. know. It's, it's like strip it all back, bringing up Madonna again, like with like her last tour, <laughs> like the Mad Max tour. It was like, cause like for the last thirty years since Blonde Ambition, she's been doing like these big, huge mega tours where it's like you know the, the thousand costume changes and like set changes every 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 five seconds, like a different stage, set different world. Like she she kind of created that template, and she's been kind of trapped in it for like the last thirty plus years. But like this last tour, she like. Whole, got the whole idea and it's been like a like almost like a, a, a Broadway theater production, like a small one. Like she only did she only, she only performed in theaters. She didn't do stage, she didn't do, didn't do arenas, she only performed in theaters. And she like really like interacted with the audience, like and went out and sat down in the audience and kind of told jokes or whatever. And like she it was so different from what she would usually do. It was like she skipped, it was still theatrical and like, you know, a, a big a production, but it wasn't like it's this huge thing from where she's like way out here and the audience is like over here. It's like she kind of like scaled it down you know mm. and so maybe that's what she needs Beyonce needs to do with it for the next thing is like strip it all back and just go back to, and just come back to like hear, hear the songs maybe I'll do a couple of videos a couple of interviews but like that that you know yeah I don't need there. no more movies I don't <laughs> want no more movies man. like I, I'm glad you brought that up I didn't even think about it like that like yeah it might be time to like give the movies a rest like the whole like even you know what? I know nobody like him, and I almost feel bad mentioning him. But even Kanye took that approach because, like, <laughs> it was like there was one point where Kanye was obsessed with spectacle. Like everything he did had to be larger than life, larger than life. And then around the time when Yeezus came, like that 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 album was. I don't know if you heard. Did you hear Yeezus? Bits and pieces. This one I was kind of checking yeah. out. <laughs> and that album was so stripped down. Like all he did was rip out Death Grips, but that's another conversation. But he. Like even the album, the album itself is just a blank, like it's just a CD. Like it's just mm. that. That that's the type, that's the label. Is he called Jesus? It's like maybe I think I forgot how many songs are on Jesus. 12, 13, and it's just stripped down. I remember that's a that's a conversation with Rick Rubin. He turned it into Rick Rubin and it wasn't even finished. And Rick Rubin was like, he was like, I'm not even done. He was like, Hey, it's the fourth quarter and you're Michael Jordan. And he was like, make it happen. And it was that that's how stripped down Yeezus and it's and people loved it. Like there's a group of people who think Yeezus is one of his best albums. I think so too. It's in my top four Kanye CDs, you know. And it's like I want I think maybe a, a less is more approach might be good for Beyonce because it's like, man, we've had the you've done the Super Bowl, you've done well, you, well damn that she's done it twice, right? You, you did, did twice, you yeah. Did, um, yeah, you've done Coachella. You've done the, the the surprise album. You've had the spectacle of an album. You've done it all. It's like now maybe just just take a little chill approach. You know, I I I, I like the take. I hope that's maybe what she's going for. But with Beyonce, ain't no telling. Like we, you never know with her. Yeah, that's me. Which you know was the fact that we're sitting there debating about what she's going to do next is like. Obviously, that means we're still interested because if we weren't, we wouldn't be talking about it at all. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I, I think that could work best is the strip back approach in terms of like an album rollout. Like, look how it worked for them. I mean, obviously, they're, they're, they're on different levels, but uh, Jasmine Sullivan, you know, she's like she just like it was a slow rollout of like one single, like the next single, like little performances here and there. She did like a little t- she did to the, she did the uh, tiny desk. Uh, then she did, a, she did the uh, Super Bowl. No, so the Maybe album the came out. Album. Yeah, right. Biggest, yeah, one of the best, probably one of her best projects in a long time. And might and people, my, many people might end up regarding it as one of her best albums front the bag. So, so yeah. So yeah, I mean, I could work for her. So, um, but uh, I think, and I think part of the reason 
going back to like younger generation, or whatever. It's like there isn't anybody yet that has come other than Rihanna, but Rihanna's like in the same generation in a way. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's nobody that's come along that's like a genuine threat to the throne, quote unquote. Like you know, with with getting back like with Janet, like at some point that person was Beyonce that became the new person that was like heir to the throne. With uh, Madonna, it was Gaga. For many, it was Britney, but then Britney, you know, Britney had her troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it was Gaga. With uh, I want to say, and I guess with Whitney, I guess it, that, be, that person would be Beyonce too, but that's like also because nature of like music was Whitney. changing. Yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so like everybody's had, or even with Madonna, it's like Gwen Stefani in a way before Gaga. But uh, you know, everybody's had that had that person that's come along where it's like okay this person is, is is like the next thing this this, this is going to be that person for that generation and it hasn't happened yet with Beyonce with, with uh Gen Z because I mean SZA's around with SZA you know I don't know what's going on with her team her regular but they can't get it together mm-hmm. um Normani same thing like she had a she had the, she had that moment with uh motivation then it's been shoo, you know and then mm-hmm. and and so Doja Doja's cast cool but like Doja hasn't quite Scaled the heights yet. Yeah, scaled, yeah. scaled the heights to get there yet. Meg is pop, very popular, but you no, know, it's like she a rapper. Rapper, so yeah. So I feel like, like you, like you mentioned with Whitney and how the landscape changed when she was kind of getting older. It kind of got away from like you know, uh, we was going more toward like the digital part was starting to emerge, like Napster and all that, and Whitney was starting to change and, and kind of adapt to the era. I think now, I think you don't necessarily have to be that big or like no, you don't have to be number one. You know, I think now if you have a good enough solid act, everybody, I mean, there's enough room for everybody to be successful on that platform now. And it's like, um, I think I think it's because of the way we consume media too. You know, everybody, everything's so fractured now, like you kind of mentioned earlier, you know, uh, most people don't have time to listen to a whole album, but they have enough time to watch, you know, like a little TikTok or mm. something like that. So the, the way we consume music and entertainment is a little different now. So I feel like she doesn't need that person. We, I mean, she necessarily don't need to pass that torch moment anymore because it's like it's, it's just so many different acts now. Then everybody got different tastes and different uh, levels of attention. All right, it's not so much it's, it's a passing of the torch. I guess what I'm saying is it's like. There hasn't been that singular figure to, to like symbolize. Oh, the change what, of guard. What, yeah, what she symbolized. Yeah, like I said, because like I said, uh, SZA and uh, I mean, that may, that may be, be SZA's like goal because she she is more like R and B than than pop. But like in terms of like you know a Doja or Ariana or like uh or um uh, uh Doja Ariana um trying to think who else I named uh. Maybe like a dual leap or whoever, like you know, all these they they're they're around and they're popular, but they ha- none of them has made like a thing where it's like, okay, she's the one to watch. Like they they haven't had like a, a crazy love at the VMAs come down from the ceiling or like. I, or, I just I, I just think those days I think those days are gone now. Maybe, just, maybe, just, maybe so. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. Yeah. yeah. I just think those moments are done because it's like one. None of us sit around and watch those things anymore. You know, we are uh, on like the BET Awards or the DMAs or the, even the Grammys. I don't think anybody really just, those moments are like few and far between because we watch them like the next day. Or yeah. We watch them like on a, like, you know, uh, when, you, when you have time or something like that. It, it, I think, because Beyonce, it, it's another credit to her career and how, her longevity. 
she's been around when all that shit mattered. You know, she just she, this career has been like what the apex. Well, it would say what we'll, we'll start saying what like ninety seven, ninety eight really was when you know kind of started noticing them mm-hmm. her, and then that's when you know TV still mattered. That's when you know you still had to do the the TV press. You still had you had to go to one sixty park. You had to go to TRL. You had to do the BET Awards. You had to show up at the VMAs. You had to do the red carpet at the Grammys. You had to perform at the Grammys. And then, you know, that, that old school build that she did, she was there for all that. And now it's like, I can't tell you the last time I watched the VMAs. Can't tell you. I, I don't even know when it comes on. I think yeah. the last VMAs I watched is when they honored uh, Rihanna, Rihanna or somebody. Or Rihanna, it was, I think that was the last one. That was like four years ago. Oh. So it's like, yeah, it's, 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 it's like the trajectory has changed so much. And then that fast, you know, it's, yeah. It's crazy. So I, I think now it's like everybody gets a moment now. I think you just get a moment. And what you do with that moment is up to you. But like that, that's that that star building moment, like selling out Madison Square Garden and all that. I, I don't even know if it's I, I mean, unless you BTS or something. Like, <laughs> you know, you want to know. I guess what I mean is maybe if it, if it isn't happening in the sense of like having moments, it happens in the sense of like this person is creating things that mean something to a generation and that like puts an them, that they put them they put them slightly above other artists in their era. Like night like think Nine's R and B, like uh, like SWV was great, and Vogue was great, TLC was great, but uh Tony Braxton so on so on. But Mirror is the one that people made that journey with through those first like four or five albums. Like she was like she wasn't necessarily the most popular in terms of like sales, but she was making things that people like latched onto and that and that meant something to them and like spread out in the culture. Mm. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I, I feel like the internet has split up so many camps because you could take an artist like a um I'm trying to think of someone. Um I don't know, man. You you just could take so many artists. And and they have like this this rabid fan base, and then you might not even know they had that many fans. You know, it's yeah, like it's, true. It, it's crazy because like um like Chloe and um what's the, how you say her sister's name? Hallie. Hallie. Chloe and Hallie. They have a huge fan base. I wouldn't really know that because <laughs> I'm thirty. I'm thirty three. You know, I I I think that last album, Ungodly, I was really good, but I'm not a stand. You know, for mm. the girl, but they have a huge following. You look at somebody like a more obscure, like a like a young baby Tate. She got a huge following. Well, huge enough to book a venue. I didn't. I mean, I would never think she had that many fans or somebody like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, yeah, and that's just how it is. Now it's like it's like stands. It's like it used to be. You only had stands for big stars, like only you know Beyonce stands, Jay Z stands. Even then, even with the beginning of the last decade. Or like something like mid last decade Drake stands, but not everybody got the stand. You know, it's people. Drake got stands. Oh yeah. Oh Drake. Oh yes. Drake has huge stands. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. But I, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like I almost want to say the same thing about Drake, but he's too. I feel like he almost like Beyonce at this point. He's too big to fail. And he's because he's dropped albums that I've heard people say they didn't like. But then if you ask another Drake fan, they're like, oh, it's it's it's, the, it's his best album. So it's, it's... <laughs> well, I guess, um, I mean, of course, among fans, people are going to disagree. Like, he, you know, there's probably some people there. Oh, he's that, a Beyonce fan. Yeah. Right. So people going to, among the fandom, there's people going to disagree about, like, which album is their favorite. But I guess what I'm talking about is, in terms of whether it's a flop or not, it's like, if it comes out and, like, 
like I said, there's no impact. Like, you know, if if something drops drops tomorrow and it's like, you know, and the reaction is, oh, you hear about Beyonce drop I'm like, what shit, what? And then like, you know, not like, oh, let me, let me run this to it and, and, and Black Twitter's all hashtagging in within an hour. It's like, if that doesn't happen, and if that and if there's no memes made or there's no like new like catchphrases coming out, everybody's talking about and listening, putting on t-shirts, like, you know, if it doesn't impact the culture at large, and, and that to me is like, like I said before, that's that, that's a new flop. Yeah, that is a new flop. Like, but like, I just feel like, like the fandom can agree, like, okay, yeah, it's a, it's a maybe it's like it's it's a great album, but if an album doesn't somehow spread out into pop culture, then you know, right? That that's the new platinum. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like she. I just don't see that. I just don't know how that can happen. Yeah. She's just too big. She just so she bleeds into everything. You know, I just feel like it's it's going to happen. Even like even. I think Black Parade didn't happen like that because it just wasn't a good song. And honestly, I don't even know if she cared that much about it, but I feel like anything, if she really cared and put something out, they're going to eat it up and they're going to hashtag it and they're going to make whatever they can make out of it. I, and then I, I kind of think it's like, I don't think she should retire. I mean, you, we said something else, the divas never retire because, I mean, they don't. Even Mariah Carey, I'm pretty sure she's working on an album because now she's back in the to the forefront with this book. Um, and then plus, you know, every Christmas is a Mariah Carey holiday in it, Mariah Carey season, so she's never really gone. So yeah, Beyonce is gonna do something, man. And I, I don't know how to, I don't know if it's gonna be remembered as well as Lemonade, but I just can't ever see her doing a flop or it being considered a flop because her fans are just too rabid and too loud and too engulfing to ever, let people say she had a flop. Mm, I don't know because, of, and like, it may be age. Like I said, like ten years, 10, 15 years ago, you know, everybody in the early twenties, and like that whole Carrie Hilson mess happened. Like back then, I'd be like, yeah, because like, yeah, like, like get them because we got times, me on the jobs. But like now, it's like you know, everybody getting older, everybody having kids, or like you know, this really sudden war in, they, in life, and it's just like you know, am I gonna go? Am I do I feel like going hard with this person for three, four hours on Twitter about? <laughs> well, that was a flop. Like, I mean, like, you no, know, really, like, you know, you just That's hilarious. But you know what I mean? But you know what I mean? Like, as far as energy really, for that, yeah. as far as energy for that stuff, like, you know, it'd be, it would be a time where, like, if you be on some video, come out, it's like, oh, what's the choreography? Like, so I can learn a little bit of it. Like, now it's like, yeah, I watch it, but I ain't, ain't trying to learn all of it. You know, maybe I learned like a little, a little step or two of it. But, you know, it's, you know, that stuff kind of changes as far as, like, how 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 far in you go with it? Like, it's, I think it's more so. At this point, it's like, is this album or this whatever this, this work is giving me like an experience, like an emotional experience, mm-hmm. more more so than like yeah, the, I, you know. I don't remember the general. I, I haven't. I'm not really online as much as I used to, so I don't know what the reaction was. The Blackest King, but I do remember a friend sending me a thing piece, and one was like. Saying Beyonce was appropriating African culture. There was another one saying that there was nothing wrong with what she did. There was somebody else saying that, well, she only had like light skinned people in the video, in the movie or whatever. So it's like, yeah, I, I guess, but it's just like, will Black and King, will Black as King be remembered? I don't know, like 10 years from now? I don't think so. Not I, like, I think it'd be probably remember like, like a lesser lemonade, I think. Uh, yeah. As far as like, yeah. Cause it really, it, it kind of played like a, in a way, like a sequel in a, in a sense. In the same, as far as like the, the same themes, not some, not, not exactly the same themes. Like as far as like, you know, dealing with heartbreak and, and healing and, and all that stuff, you know, trauma and things like that. But it's like in the same vein as far as like the, 
the uh, Afrofuturistic, you know, mm-hmm. imagery and stuff. So yeah, but yeah, um, I, guess I think I, I think it's possible for her to have some. I think what will, ha- what will happen is it's like it could be like a, a gradual thing. Where like, because right now, you know, she doesn't do interviews at all unless it's like in a very like controlled environment. But like, mm-hmm. let's say like the album, let's say let's say this album comes out, and maybe or like the next four or five singles come out and they don't make the impact that they, that they usually make and the videos don't make the impact they usually make and the performances are, are like you know they kind of fly by you maybe you start to see your own big boys neighborhood or you start to see your own late night shows again or on the breakfast club or like places that maybe four or five years ago she wouldn't have gone to now she's going to because she has to play that game again because now you kind of you know you kind of gotta get back in front of people's faces in a way you know so it could okay happen. i i I can't see her doing. I, I I could see her doing maybe some special or something like she'll probably get Oprah interview, but I don't think I I can never see Beyonce on the Breakfast Club. <laughs> maybe maybe not Breakfast Club, but like you know, what I mean, whatever her version of that is, like Oprah obviously Oprah? be one, Oprah yeah. probably be one, but like um or uh trying to think of another show, like you know, some type of like special with like a uh. A, a, at Ava DuVernay or like, you know, whatever her version of like getting back in front of people's faces would be that, that she maybe wouldn't ha- have to do right now. I think she may eventually have to do that in a sense, like promoting and impress. I, I feel like it'll be, I feel like she'll get an Oprah, she'll do an Oprah thing. Cause you know, Oprah somehow, some way she's still the black people's fair godmother. So she still get that juice to, you know, she had the, the, the uh, Harry and uh, Megan interview that, you know, had everybody talking. So, you know, Beyonce is big, but I don't think she's just too big for Oprah. So she would give Oprah a conversation. That's the only black journalist I can think of her giving time to like that. Or maybe she'll sit down with Issa Rae or something and they have like a creative conversation or something. She talk about, girl, I just love your show. I, you know, some shit like that. Because, <laughs> um, uh, you know, Beyonce loves trying to be one of the... I, I think it, there's also a part of her, I think, that she likes trying to make people feel like they could relate to. Because it, it's hard to... For, I, I know she doesn't like the whole Beezus and God type thing. And she she wants people to look at her as that she is normal. You know, she's not a robot. So I could see her sitting down with maybe, like like you said, Ava DuVernay or maybe Issa Rae and just having a girl conversation. You know, she'd be like, I watch Wine Down all the time. You know, you know how she talks. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I can see that. I mean, you know, I th- but I, I just think like we were saying, I think the stripped back approach could work best in terms of, like how she whoever she comes up with next, like because like you, the beard can only get so big before it becomes like you know just either too much or like just like what are we doing in terms of like you know what, what's what's the point at, at when things get so large that she may have to, like take the opposite attack and like strip everything back, you know. Yeah, if you think about it, because even like, okay, this conversation of flops. And, and me saying that I don't think it's possible because she's too big to fail. Let's think about the artists that people always compare her to. Another artist that was too big to fail, Michael Jackson. Now, he couldn't even escape a flop. So, and, and then, <laughs> what, what no, I, I, no, I say, I think, yeah, he couldn't, but I think Michael kind of, in a way, I love Michael, but I think Michael kind of did it to himself in a sense by trying to chase Thriller. Like Thriller, mm. was, Thriller was like a once in a once in a century lightning in the bottle, perfect marriage mm-hmm. of like great music, 
but also the birth of MTV and just all that together, you know, made that phenomenon, which is like, you can't do that. You can't top that necessarily with, with another, just by, just, by putting out, just by putting out another album. It's like a perfect storm has happened for that to happen. And I don't know if you ever, yeah. I don't know if you ever like realized that because it was like up to like Invincible, it was like, oh, one, you started acting like it's 82, like, you know. Mm-hmm. You kept doing it, yeah, Bad was, was kind of in the same vein, Dangerous even. I mean, he experimented with new sounds, but yeah, he kept trying to do that same, that same rollout, like the, the long video, the movie video, you know, the the you know the same type of songs, kind of. And he he experimented more, like especially with dangerous. You know, he he let the niggas in do new jack swing. He's like, well, this is kind of cool, you know. <laughs> let me dance. Yeah, but the same, yeah, the same formula, same long videos, same you know larger than life things. And it's like, man, you. And I think I think for him it was kind of like the same thing. People got fatigued. By the time he did, um, uh, what was that? What was the stranger in Moscow on? Was that on Blood on the Dance Floor? I think so. I think yeah. I think they, I think they were fatigued by Dangerous because at that point, like, uh, it had been like off the wall was like what seventy nine. So it'd been almost fifteen years mm-hmm. of like just like I said, uh, same with Beyonce being like relentlessly successful, you know. And so like at that point, and then like a shift was happening because you had like the Bobby Browns and the Teddy Rileys and like you know guys mm-hmm. that like had like a different point of view about how to perform and how to come across on stage and the type of music they were going to make so there was that happening too you know so yeah I, I, yeah, as being, I mean Invincible did I think it was like double platinum but I mean compared to like its it impact yeah, right. compared to the impact you know it was like you know it came out but it was, it was like it was, it was treated like the second coming but it was really just more like oh here's Michael with a new album you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and by then he kind of like it was like almost watching like a residency or something like it was like oh okay Michael Jackson that's cool yeah because I remember that he tried he did the same thing with Rock My World it was a long it was a video like 30 minutes or something uh, and it was like okay all right and then people just like that was before social media but it was kind of like the same mindset was happening where our attention span was kind of getting shorter and people, you had reality TV, you had more cable options. It was like, I don't have to sit here and watch this 30 minute video. I don't have to like get caught up in this spectacle because it's like, I'm going to go listen to NSYNC or I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to go watch the real world. Like, I don't care about whatever he's talking about. Well, even, well, even then, like, not to, you know, get on Michael, but it's, it's, I mean, the uh, concept was the same as, like, you know, Smooth Criminal and, and, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, what's the other one? Wait, let's see. All of them. Yeah, just, 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 yeah, just Michael coming in and fucking up shit, you know, just like, <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> so, I mean, you know, does that take 30 minutes? But it's, that's up to somebody, else, everybody else for their own selves to decide. But, you know, but yeah, right. partly it, it was that, it was, it was like he hadn't necessarily, evolved uh in terms of like his uh concepts and like things he right. kind of went to you know so i think some of it was that um you know and that's and you know what that might be how we get in with beyonce because it's like we've had we've had what three well two solo albums and it's kind of been like the same vein almost like subtitle was um subtitle was unannounced and it was like every song had a video. And then Lemonade was kind of like almost the same thing, but it was the format was different. You got all the videos at one time on TV, you know, and then it was like a special. You didn't know what it was. It was it was it was a mystery around it. You didn't know if it was a song, you didn't know if it was just a video, you didn't know 
if it was the whole album, we you know we had to watch and see. And it's like you you've done that twice, and then you you know you did your, your thing with your husband that everybody been speculating for years. Then you do the soundtrack, and then you do the Blackest King movie. It's kind of like all right, man. Like you mentioned earlier, it's like fatigue, and it's like you can't keep doing it. You can't keep going back to the well, same well over and over. Like, after a while, it's like, all right, man, like, if it comes Beyonce album, it's going to be a whole movie, a whole, you know, cinema worth of videos, you know, I got to listen to the ballads, I got to listen to her rap, it's like, oh my God, it's like. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, whatever, you know, what what may be great becomes, however, however grand something is, like, if it becomes, if that's the way you kind of always keep coming at the while because it's going to become the routine or you know you kind of become uh burned out or like numb to it so yeah i think that's i think it's i think to me like less is more uh be the smarter approach you know but you know right so yeah man that's that's the gist of it so i still stand firm in my belief that i don't think she can flop because it just, I just think the fan base, I'm sorry, excuse me. The fan base is just too large and too strong. And it's just, it's like a, a nation of people. <laughs> and I don't think they would ever, I think, I, now I do think outside of her fandom, there would be people bold enough to be like, you know, uh, Beyonce washed up. But you know what though? We do live in the hot take era. And I, I, this is something yeah. I, I didn't think about either. There would be people who said the album was bad just to be like, you know, Contrarian, yeah, the wasps they call them. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. So that could be a thing as well. I, that's something I really didn't think about. That's true. I, I but I, I guess well, I, it, you could have the hot takes, but I feel like if I feel like if someone is who was truly a fan is like really sit with the album, be like, you know, I love Beyonce, but this ain't this ain't it. Like I feel like if somebody really took the time and like lay out the reasons why they feel that way, they they would get dragged, but. I feel like that will open the door for people to be like, you know, well, maybe it ain't, maybe, no, well, maybe it ain't all that, you know, just, you know, just <laughs> because, of, and there should, I feel, beyond just stand-up and all stuff, there should, there should be space for that because, like, it's like that whole, like, a few years ago when uh, Sam Smith uh, was, uh, was on that yacht with Adam Lambert and Adam let him play that, play a, a part of the human nature and then Sam Smith, Sam Smith was like, uh, you know, I don't like Michael Jackson, but I like, but I like the song and everybody, like, went in, went in on, on on them and then uh, Stacey, Stacey, Stephanie Mills Post that ran on Twitter, or whatever. And I'm like, you know, y'all doing too much. Like all he, all, all they said was like, I don't like Michael Jackson, but I like this song. Like it's you have, a, it's okay not to like uh, a piece of music, even even if it's made by like a, a legendary artist. You know? Yeah, I think yeah, I think he got too much flack with it too. And honestly, he got that flack. You know, he a white guy that saying R and B. You know, and they like, how dare you say that? You know, he white man when he was dissing another white man. You mean? <laughs> so I mean. I want to go there with it, but um, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't like when people do that. I remember when uh, they tried to slander, slander um, what's the sweet little girl that, that did the the booed up song? Ella Ella May. She yeah. uh, they, somebody asked her to name her three favorite Aretha Franklin songs, and she she couldn't name anything outside of like respect. And they was like, "Oh, girl, see, that's what's wrong with the industry now." And I'm like, "The girl is not from here, you know. Maybe she didn't grow up on Aretha Franklin, you know. I could." I'm not gonna judge him for that, you know. Mm-hmm. To you stay on, you know. I can't. I mean, I can only name you the the greatest hits of James Brown. I can't name you ten James Brown songs. Yeah. Can I can't name you ten Aretha songs? 
so, so, so yeah, I think it should be there. Should it, I there should be room for like people to like. Of course, you gonna have ones people to try to come for for like just no reason or just because to get a hot take and get some hits. But if people have like a genuine critique of the album, whatever she whatever she puts out next, and they don't like it, that you know that should be considered, not just like. Just dismisses being right. You a hater? Yeah, you hating you just so. Right. I mean, that's the people that say she can't read. So what? I mean, I'm still. (laughs) (laughs) That that was really a thing on Twitter and People said she was illiterate. I mean, and honestly, I mean, it doesn't sound far fetched. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. But (laughs) oh man, but I mean, through it all though. Uh, for the people listening to this, that's still listening, thank you. Because that's, I mean, to listen to two people talk for an hour, that's, yes. that's, that's a lot of strength now. But if you're still listening, man, we're not hating on Beyonce. We're not dissing her. Like we said earlier, we're fans of her. But we're also very critical of art, critical of things. I mean, that's why the whole show is called The Side Eye. We're just looking at things from a different perspective, just giving it a little glance. And um, it's just, yeah, man, when you've been good so long, Eventually, man, you, you can't win them all. So, yeah, that's just how it is. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, I guess that's a good place to end. So, <laughs> right. So, yeah, that was a good first episode, man. Thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for tuning in. Even if you didn't sit through the whole thing, thank you for just giving us a listen initially. Uh, whatever point you stopped at, man, thank you for taking this message and receiving it. Uh, I hope you listen to our next episode. It'll be a good one. Uh, just look for more well-thought debates conversation from this podcast. It's not hot takes. I mean, it takes, there are takes, but they're not hot. You know, they're, they're well-thought takes. You know, these are conversations we've been having for years. We just didn't have a place to say them out loud. Yeah. Well-seasoned takes. <laughs> well, well-seasoned well takes, yes. Lukewarm, well-seasoned takes. Room temperature takes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, on that note, I'm Robert Brown. And I'm Kay Clark. Yep, and we out.